everybody out there in podcast land. What's up? I don't know if you missed these two voices, but of we Of course back. you did. We the most back. dynamic duo. We are recording live from an undisclosed location. New location. A new location. We usually record at Drew's house, but there's a chainsaw and yeah. Cade and yeah. this whole thing. But yeah, there's a lot of chainsawing going on. It's a little, little too noisy. Now we're at my house. If you hear the sound of cars, it's because we live literally on a freeway yeah. on the 205. That's so true. if you're driving by, um, give us a wave. We'd love to see you. <laughs> All right, so we've had a lot of craziness going on in Bachelorette yeah. land. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick couple minutes on Bachelorette um, because Drew, after all, this is a family podcast, yeah. and um, <laughs> the the Fam- thematic, families listen together. The <laughs> huddle around the fireplace. The Fam- thematic elements of last episode were um, more mature in nature, <laughs> so we'll probably be talking about it from a more high level. Um, yeah, families that listen to the Drew and Dan show together stay together. <laughs> so, so, as the old saying goes. Yep, yep, of course. And then there's a ton of NBA stuff to cover, which we'll get to after. But uh, we actually haven't dropped the Bachelorette pod in a while, so there's actually a lot of just quick catch-up mm-hmm. um, that needs to happen, I guess. Um, so, I made a prediction, as listeners may remember, that Mike would be the next Bachelor. I don't think that's possible now i feel like he got kicked off too early i was sure that he would be at least in the final four because i i think me like you like many of us we thought luke was going to be gone like six weeks ago right right um luke just kept hanging on and hanging on and um was finally sent home this past week but as we know from what the previews have been showing that he comes back he storms the set yet again yeah and which That's kind of what we wanted to talk about with this pod is, does Luke, our our question kind of before we started recording was, does Luke, is Luke, can Luke walk it back? Like, can he, he has some weird thing with, Hannah's the only one who sees like the goodness in him, I guess, you yeah, know what so I mean? she says. Um, it's crazy because every week he manages to walk it back somehow, like up until this past week. Yeah. Like, every week he would say something or do something really stupid and like Hannah would be sobbing and like mm-hmm. questioning like, you know, if it's going to work. And he would like just start like stumbling through <laughs> the most like incoherent defense and he would be like, oh, can I say And he would like totally just walk back. Like even if he... <laughs> had just said made a statement he would like just said the opposite when it made her mad he would just state the opposite of what he just said yeah so and and she just kept being like okay here's a rose so can't you see him coming back and being like what i meant to say was (laughs) well he tried he tried to do that this past week and i actually fully expected her to like end last me too here's a rose or whatever because that's what she's done every single week and there wasn't really anything different this week other than he was maybe slightly more offensive than normal. But he's been that offensive before already. So, okay, here in my mind, in my mind he's, well, it seems strange that they would make a big deal about showing him come back if at least it didn't have some impact on the show. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's possible it could just be like it's just such a boring season that yeah. they like need him back and then she'll send him packing. But I was thinking about something. Tell me what you think about this. Is it possible, and I again, I'm completely spoiler-free this season. Uh, there was a moment last episode where I accidentally <laughs> saw something. But that was for the episode. That's over. So is it possible that Hannah finds out about Jed and then in that same episode, uh, uh, 
Luke comes back and it's sort of this like Hannah found out that Jed had a girlfriend right and then Luke's like hey <laughs> which if I you're totally... listening that's public knowledge or should be at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. because it was all over the media that Jed has had a girlfriend mm-hmm. the whole time he's been on the show so is it possible that you, you know how sometimes it's like man something worse happened and now maybe the thing that that other guy did is not so bad yeah. like Luke Luke telling her what he told her doesn't seem so bad when the other guy you're dating, like, has a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. That's, like, the only... I doubt that that's what's going to happen, but that's the only scenario that I could see happening in which she'd be like, all right, Luke, I'll give you another shot. Yeah. Okay, a couple things. One, I've been really frustrated with the producers showing, like, kind Mm -hmm. of these massive moments in the previews. Like, that whole incident with... um, uh, with Luke and her yelling at him and like him like we we knew that, that she got mad at him we knew why she was mad at him we knew you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. just the it's almost like the the tone of that conversation was so you know was so uh, just angry it was pretty obvious yeah. he was going home and and why and they've been showing that preview for like two or three weeks well it seemed like they tried to recreate the magic of the fence jump yeah but the fence jump was so cool because it you knew that he jumped it's like this really bizarre thing that you knew happened right. but you know you had no idea what right. like led up to it right where this was like they just showed the whole thing right it's like so, well yeah between this and and the windmill there was like this yeah, moment which where, <laughs> we found out so, about the windmill there was like this moment yeah where i think the windmill and the fence were kind of this mm-hmm. you know on, on on the same level i guess um but the whole deal with yeah i was just really frustrated that, that they would show i would have loved to have seen that conversation in real time with no spoiler i would have been like on the edge of my seat like, oh, watching dude, that blow real. up happen yeah but because we basically had already seen it in the previews, I was just like, oh, here it is. And then it, the, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. And then, so that's what I'm wondering about next week, the preview where he comes back and mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's pissed and the guys are like getting between her and And then like, if that's all that happens and he leaves, I'm going to be like, okay, they just showed that in the preview. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see it so anymore. I don't the, know. It's really, if you're, Bachelorette producers, if you're listening, do better. To play devil's advocate for the producers, the one thing I was thinking about with the last episode with that whole conversation, what it did make me do, because we knew like more or less the content, like the structure of the conversation and we knew what it led to, it made me really, a lot of times I'll sort of like zone out in long conversations in The Bachelorette. It's like, okay, I get I get what's happening here, but it made me really focus on what they were actually saying and it was so crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> so the the other thing we wanted to hit was we feel, we all feel like the unanimous front runner is Peter Pilot, yeah, right? Yeah, so we're down to Peter, Tyler, uh, Jed, and technically Luke comes back next week or whatever, but he's, he's probably not going to last. But uh, yeah, her and Peter, um, yeah, they seem to... They seem to be doing pretty well. Um, we know, I mean, but her and Jed at this moment, and as far as she knows, yeah. her and Jed are doing great. But we all know, thanks to you know the leaks and and all that, that Jed had a girlfriend, and that that's not going to last. I mean, I guess it's possible though that she picks Jed, and then they're broken up already. I don't, I don't think so. It's possible. I mean, this pod has been from the start aggressively anti-Jed. Um, yeah. Mostly because he's a weird-looking dude. Really um, weird. Secondly, because he's just like claims to be a, music- a Nashville musician, and and we've all heard um, cobblestone streets, and we know that he, that he's a joke, and yeah. and that was a cringeworthy song. And I guess Tyler's just sort of 
Not really in the picture. So she, the one doubt she expressed about Peter was that he his career had him gone a lot. And yeah. that's it. Everything else has been like full speed ahead. Though, and Jed's t- career is not real. Yeah, Jed's career is not real, and he's bad at what he does, and he's got a giant forehead and a girlfriend. And uh, with Tyler, their one like red flag that she said was, "Oh, I don't know if she's if he's ready to be married." That's Which actually a pretty, pretty big. That's red a pretty flag. big red flag. Yeah, but then. The flip side is with Jed, she, like, asked his family, like, is Jed ready to be married? And they're just like, no. They're basically, right? Because they knew he had a freaking yeah, girlfriend. they basically kind of, like, that. So she actually walked away from meeting Jed's family, kind of a little confused. Because yeah. I almost think Jed and Peter were her two frontrunners. Yeah. And Luke in a weird way that no one can explain. I feel like Tyler started out of the gate hot, and I felt like he was a frontrunner for a long time. How hot do you think he is? pretty hot <laughs> so, pretty hot why yeah but uh yeah he's sort of like he's still great he's just really dull but hey we I, uh I, 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 I like tyler drew what are we gonna do right now okay so we've been anti-jed from the beginning um one of uh the friends of the show one of our super fans uh emma dean has been actually uh all about team jed aggressively aggressively coming at us uh coming at us through social media channels a uh, number of different platforms she's actually attacked the pod um, yeah, not so, cool. Yeah, um, but so we want to put Emma on live and get her defense of Jed, if there's any defense of Jed, or yeah. see if she'll apologize to us. Let's do it. Okay. Drew's gonna call her up. She might okay. not answer, in which case we'll leave a scathing <laughs> voice. Your call has been forwarded Uh-oh. to an automated voice Not a good sign. No, okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's try again. Let's try again. <laughs> Maybe I've been blocked. Okay. We'll leave a message. Oh, okay. Um. Well, that crashed and burned. Well, let's. Your is, call has been okay. forwarded to an automated she, voice message. She's got her phone turned off for some reason. Five zero. Seems suspicious, three, right? Seems suspicious. Five, two, Hope she's okay. Two, two, three, five, <laughs> probably morning the Jed news. This is when great podcasting. Emma, it's Drew. And Dan, hi Emma. You're live on the Drew and Dan podcast. Well, actually, you're not, but your voicemail is. <laughs> and we were just calling because we wanted to see is there any defensive Jed that can still be made? As you being Jed's number one fan from the beginning, uh, forehead and all, uh, I've I've heard your cover of Cobblestone Streets that that you recorded. Um, and so, as a huge fan of Jed, we wanted to see with the news of him having a girlfriend, with um, just kind of how he's been, mm-hmm. if you are still Team Jed or if you're going to apologize yeah. for attacking the Drew and Dan show. Yeah, we don't want to be the guys that say like you owe us an apology, yeah. but we'll, we'll we'll let you be the. Yeah, judge. we just want to kind of give you an interview, give you a chance to defend yourself, defend yeah. Jed. And um, and just see if anyone is willing to speak on his behalf. And and to anyone else who's listening out there, let us know if you're Team Jed or were Team Jed. Or if you still, are Jed, if you are, <laughs> if you are Jed, <laughs> um, or Jed's giant head, give us a call, and um, we we'd love to to put you on. If you want to defend yeah. Team Jed, stick up for yourself. All right, uh, Emma, um, your phone went straight to voicemail. We hope you're okay. <laughs> Bye, Emma. <laughs> Well, that was great podcast. Yeah, okay, that was about uh, as good as I hoped it would be. Um, but that was pretty much it for the Bachelorette, right, Drew? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think. Do you think Paradise is going to be better than the season of the Bachelorette? 
I think so. Did you see that weird preview with Dean? <laughs> with his Dude, mustache. He looked, he looked like Colin Farrell from uh, True Detective. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. That. What's coming up next on The Bachelor? Do we? Do they go to her hometown? They will. Yeah. they will. And so there's a Mentel All. Oh, yeah, Mentel All and then the... Oh, Maybe wait. like a two-part so there's... finale kind of deal. A Mentel yeah. All plus a two-part finale. I'm all thrown off because she took four guys to Fantasy Suites. Uh, so uh, Dan is going overseas. Yes. So we're going to have to keep him updated on what's happening mm-hmm. via social media. Um, but, uh, yeah, Bachelorette. Is this the season a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, I, I say thumbs up just from the standpoint of I thought it was going to be a big thumbs down. Yeah. And it's been pretty entertaining. It's been pretty entertaining. Uh, Hannah is so cringeworthy, though. She's so weird. She does so many things that just make me cringe. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, like even, yeah. When so, really at the live Rastafarian show, she just ended up on stage. Yeah, just like, it's like what? Stop! Just there, whatever you're doing. Yeah, like, her duet with Jed in the recording studio. Oh. It's just like all this yeah. stuff is so bad. But uh, all right, well, that's it for Bachelorette for now. Um, if you're an NBA fan and you've been listening thus far, we're going to switch gears and do some NBA. Bachelorette fans, thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, Drew. Whoa. NBA. <laughs> we're going. We're yeah, live. We're, we're, we're live. rolling. Um, the ta- the tape on, is rolling. It's on my lunch break. I got limited time. Um, all right, what do we want to hit first, dude? Uh, man, so since our last uh, pod, we actually recorded a pod right after Le- uh, Anthony Davis to the Lakers broke. We never posted it. Uh, we got yeah. we kind of got Dan's live reaction. We wanted to get it uh, kind of just the raw, unfiltered emotion from a passionate Lakers fan like Dan on the Lakers going from totally irrelevant and a dumpster fire to possibly still that with Anthony Davis. Oh my god! <laughs> who can be sure? Who can be sure? But uh, <laughs> but we never posted Dan's reaction to the news, mostly. Um, because it was pretty explicit. And, oh my uh, gosh! Not true. <laughs> no, not uh, true. We just uh, we didn't didn't get around to it. Um, but uh, a lot has changed even since that moment. The the dude, it's been it's amazing. Wild. Actually, it's, it's wild. Like, I mean, I thought the postseason was really entertaining. I thought the off season was incredibly entertaining. Just the movement that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kawhi Leonard drama that happened. I mean, Kawhi choosing the Clippers, Kawhi getting Paul George on the Clippers. I fell victim to a fake Woj tweet in, that said that Kawhi was coming to the Lakers, and I got really excited, yeah, and then I, I realized mean, it was fake. That was just, bad. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we've got... Uh, Paul Russell, George of the Clippers. we got Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets. Rockets. Chris Paul Thunder. Chris Paul Thunder, which is the most... And he, if, Chris Paul deserves being on the Thunder with, with nobody. Uh, we got people ruling out the Warriors completely. Many people ruling out the Warriors completely, saying the Warriors are done this year. Um, I, I'm really interested to see what the Warriors do this year in terms of... I mean, Clay, obviously, Clay's out for... I mean, keep it in mind, if Clay's healthy, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they... They have won. Uh, they've had some success. They've won a title. They've set a, set some a, success. Set an NBA season regular record and wins. I mean, do you think the Warriors are done? No, I I do not think the Warriors are done. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Warriors are done this next season? What do you mean, like this next season? Are they going to be in the mix at all? Are they are are they taking a year off, or are they in the mix at all? Because Clay's going to miss more than half the season, but they replaced him with an all-star guard from the East, an all-star East guard. I mean, I don't know how you feel about uh, okay. about D'Lo being an ex-Laker and whatever, Here's, but like, are the Warriors still relevant 
and in the mix this next season. They are, but it's more complicated than that. Okay. What I mean is, uh, so Golden State. I feel like the big the big headline right is that one Clay's gone and Kevin Durant's gone. So I feel like people. There's some majority of people that are looking at that and they're writing off the Warriors because of that, which right. is like, you don't blame them. You're losing one of the best players in the world and one of the best shooters in the world this next season. But for me, the question with Golden State is their depth. They lost um, they lost Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, who wasn't great last year, but those are like glue guys. You know, those are yeah. culture guys. Yeah. And that's, I see that being more of an issue than them losing Kevin Durant. Because like you said, like, Kevin Durant replaced Harrison Barnes, and they were the best team in the world with Harrison Barnes. Right. So it doesn't really. I think what the Warriors' core of Draymond, Curry, Clay has shown us is that it doesn't actually really matter who that next guy is. Kevin Durant obviously makes them better, but I, I feel like they still would have won it all without him. Is that crazy to say? I think they would have. Uh, you know that. Uh, Western Conference Finals against the Blazers this past season. Mm-hmm. The Warriors didn't have KD and Clay had a sprained ankle, and it was essentially, if you remember that series, it was Steph and Draymond kind of playing two man basketball. Yeah, Draymond was pushing the ball down the court. I mean, Blazers went up like eighteen points in a number of games, but they got swept. Yeah. So that's literally Stephen Draymond playing two man basketball. Everyone thinks the Blazers. Did the Blazers get better this year with Whiteside? Dude, I think they got better. Because Whiteside's a good – it's a risk you want to take, right? Because his upside, if for whatever reason Portland – and maybe – I can't remember who made this point yesterday. So, sorry, I'm not giving you credit. But removing – because Whiteside's biggest thing is he's just a head case, right? He's crazy. Yeah. So, you're literally removing him from South Beach, Miami and putting him in Portland, Oregon. So, better environment for him to grow and develop as a person. Um and it could be the change of scenery he needs, right? Knowing that, knowing that the offensive burden is not on his shoulders. Um, so, so there's the white side thing. I feel like white side overshadowed Bazemore, though. I thought Bazemore is a huge pickup for so Portland. Great pickup, former Warrior Bazemore. He was uh, he can shoot the ball a little bit. White side, and let's be honest, white side. If he's not good, they just have to have someone to get them to when um, Nurkic is back. Exactly, and white side. That's what I mean. Is it's a great risk because yeah. the upside's awesome, right. but also if he doesn't work out, he's an expiring contract, so they can trade him before the deadline yep. and, and get something. And, uh, I mean, Whiteside has been a fantasy beast in the, in the past. Yeah. He's been a defensive, you know, maniac, leading and league, league leader in blocks. Last year, he wasn't very good. Uh, he got benched for, like, a number of games. Didn't start, like, 20-plus games or something last year. Like you said, a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Portland is what he needs. So you think uh, Blazers are better than last year? I, I think so. Um, Warriors, no one knows, right? Warriors they, are a mystery. They are a mystery. They'll, They're obviously not as good as they were. Yeah, the first couple months sure. will be yeah. interesting. Uh, Clippers are the team to beat. Agree, disagree? I disagree. Okay. I, well... The Clippers are not the team to beat. It's a conditional... It's a, I agree conditionally. People... Maybe this is me just still being hurt that Kawhi picked the freaking Clippers over the Lakers. Yeah. But people are forgetting, one, Kawhi Leonard played 60 games last year. He played 30 minutes a game, which is like, that's great. It showed that that worked in the postseason. People are forgetting that Paul George has, his leg is like metal, 
and he had multiple shoulder surgeries on both shoulders. But he was still in the conversation for MVP last Dude, year. Dude, he was not, not in the second up. half of the season. He was the third runner up. I mean, the second runner up technically, right? He was the third. He was third place, is what I'm trying to say. He was third place for the MVP. Yeah. Third place. Kawhi wasn't third place. LeBron wasn't third place. I don't Kawhi, know. Paul George was third. We'll see. It was Giannis, Harden, PG. They also, uh, I thought it was interesting. I'm just saying, Paul George used a little credit. Ne- neither of those guys signed, well, I guess Paul George was traded, but Kawhi didn't sign like a five-year deal. He signed a two-year deal. So it's literally, he's telling the organization we better figure this out in the next two years or else I'm gone again. Dude, I saw the Clippers play the Warriors last year in a series. Maybe you watched. They were tough yeah. without Paul George and without Kawhi. So Beverly's, de- a, Beverly's dude, tough. You're right. Defensively, they're going to uh, be... The, I mean, Lou Williams is a great basketball. I cannot believe uh, that Pat Bev and Lou Williams, mm-hmm. the lot of, amount of money they get, they should get paid a lot more uh, for what they do. I mean, Montrez Harrell is a, is a beast. I mean, Clippers are good. So if the Clippers are not outright the team to beat in your mind, who else is the team to beat? I'm going to tell you something crazy. Yeah, I'm ready. Spoiler alert, it's not the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to be good, but they're not the team You're to gonna beat. You're going to say Milwaukee. No. Well, no, actually, no. I'm I'm strictly thinking in terms of the West. Okay. I think any of the top five West teams would be the best team in the East. Okay. So Milwaukee's not going to be better next year after a no. year of being there, of getting no, close. They're not going to be better. Okay. They lost uh, Brogdon. He Ra- was a huge. And and the Raptors are just toast. You think they're just they have no yeah. shit? Yeah. I mean, well. they might hang around in like yeah. six, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, Boston's interesting with Kemba. It's a good. Boston is interesting. Good pick up. Okay. Um, just running through the Philly, East potential. Philly's Philly's still interesting. Philly's still lost a good shooter. I don't know if they got they got Horford. I don't know if that makes them better or they, worse or about the same. They they're lost a different team. shooting. I mean, Redick was Redick was important to that yeah. offense because Simmons just doesn't shoot. No. So okay, so back to the question: Who is the team to beat? Not the Lakers, not the Clippers, not Milwaukee. I think the team to beat is the Houston Rockets. No, yeah, they didn't get better. I think they did. No, <laughs> okay, state your case. I know, I know all the marks against them and everything that could go wrong, right? Which is like James Harden and Russell Westbrook are both like forty percent usage rate guys, but. Both those guys are so hungry to win. They like each other. Uh, Chris Paul, like Russ in one sense, he doesn't space the floor as well as Chris Paul did for James Harden. But the, I just feel like it fits a Mike D'Antoni offense better. They can Their pace will be different. The rest of their core is exactly the same. Capella will be back and healthy. Dude, I, I think... I think Russ pounding the inside with his athleticism, which is you and I know neither of us love Russ, but you admit his athleticism. He's probably is the great. best athlete of the league. Him pounding the center and then Gordon Harden spacing out from there, like I don't know, man. I think they're a team to beat. I think I'm on record on the podcast saying this in the past. Mm-hmm. So far, I've been correct. Okay. It's possible at some point I will not be correct with the statement, but I don't think a team can be successful with Russell Westbrook on the team. I think Russell Westbrook oh. is the best athlete in basketball. I totally disagree. I, I think he's an emotional disaster. I think he's a basket case. And I think in crunch time of any close game, and we've seen what happens in this Western Conference postseason, 
things get tough, things get tense, things get close, I think Russell Westbrook will shoot you out of every close game. I think he's proven that time and time again. I think when he goes, like we've got Harden on the court, you know, who can who could actually hit clutch baskets. Eric Gordon can hit clutch baskets. Even Chris Paul, who I can't stand, can hit clutch baskets when you need it. I think Russell Westbrook, with the ball in his hands in crunch time, is a liability to your team. I think he's going to shoot, and he's a bad shooter. He's a prolific shooter. He's a bad shooter. I agree. I think it's possible that we may see a change of heart in Russell Westbrook this year. Maybe. Change of scenery. He doesn't seem like the kind of player who is going to have a change of heart. I mean, he's just not... I mean, Russell, the way he treats media, the way he... Just his his rock the baby, his attitude on the court, his, you know, just his his crying, his... He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like like a Damian Lillard who's just a, you know, a great teammate, yeah. a Steph Curry who's a great teammate. He doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy who treats everyone really mm-hmm. well and plays really hard. He's just a maniac on the floor. He's going to run through a brick wall just to, you know, to try and put the ball in the hoop and he's going to shoot the he's just going to shoot the rock when he shouldn't. He's going to take he's always taking ill-advised shots in crunch time and it's like if I'm playing against a Russell Westbrook team and it's and we're down three, I want Russell shooting the ball. Go ahead. Let it go, buddy. Here's my I counter. I don't want Harden shooting. I don't want Gordon shooting. I don't even want Chris Porter. But I'll take <laughs> I'll take Russell Westbrook shooting ten times out of ten. With the game on the line, if I'm playing against him, I want Russell shooting the ball. Here's my counter argument. And I can't believe I'm defending Russ so staunchly right now, because I truly, really don't enjoy Russell Westbrook. I really think that Russ kind of adopted because he was in Oklahoma City for what eleven years, a long time. I think he sort of adopted this persona of this is my team. I'm the guy here. Um, I think that he, you're totally right that he tried to shoot his way out of everything. But I think that's literally because he believed that there was no one else on his team that could. And until they got Paul George after KD left, he actually wasn't totally wrong. And no one, he's he's the alpha on the team, right? So he, in his mind, their best shot at winning was him shooting. Um, but we saw when they got Paul George, he shifted a little bit. He um, assists went up. Paul George uh, shot from, but then Paul George got hurt midseason, so he reverted back. So, anyways, all that to say, I think there's a change of scenery, which will mean, oh man, I'm not the guy anymore, um, possibly. And I think he knows that Gordon and Harden are elite shooters. And I think I I don't I hope know. He knows. We'll see if he knows that. I mean, time we'll will see. tell if Russell Westbrook is willing to give up the ball in crunch time. But yeah. for a guy who gets paid that much money and has so used to being able to be in the green light all the mm-hmm. time, it's like if you're the Rockets, I mean, if James Harden's not shooting the ball, I have a pro- I have some questions. Yeah. Let let Harden. He shoot. should be shooting every time. Yeah. Let I mean, Harden is just unbelievable with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the getting to the free throw line. I mean, it's crazy. So we'll, we'll, that's what I'm saying. So you think the team? To, I'm so interested. You think the team to beat is the Rockets? I I really do. I don't. Th- in my mind, the Rockets got worse. Swapping Chris Paul, who I don't like either, but he's a smart basketball player. He's a, he is a smart basketball player. Mm-hmm. Swapping Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, who is not a smart basketball player. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, that He's an emotional basketball player. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. My I... opinion is the Rockets not get better. Now, I... I 
So speaking of just the West and who's the team to beat, I've seen all the lists obviously have Clippers one. It'd be silly not to have the Clippers at one. I've seen the Lakers and the Warriors hovering you know around the four spot. Lakers and Warriors in the four Interesting. spot. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if the Warriors could finish in the, be mm-hmm. in the four spot, but I've seen people put them there. Uh, Lakers, that sort of makes sense because no one really knows what who the yeah, Lakers are going to be. It'll be interesting to see. I think I think they got a they have a veteran team. I actually. All things considered, I really like the team that they put together. Um, we're gonna see. Are a they lot. done? For the most part, that's who. So who they have is. Who I think they so. Have. Like there might be a buyout guy. There's rumors of Chris Paul getting bought out. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. There's rumors of Iguodala getting bought out. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're pretty much set. But that's interesting. I think they need another player. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I I think they're. I think. People will be underwhelmed at their regular season performance. That's gonna go play off LeBron. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, but here's the interesting thing about the West: a lot of people in the two and three spot, or you know, but really high, they mm-hmm. have the Jazz and the Nuggets. I mean, yeah. that's crazy to me. Is that crazy to you? I mean, Nuggets almost had one seed last year, and they arguably got a little better. I mean, they lost to a bad Blazers team, or a, a not bad. They lost to a Blazers team that wasn't that good. But that was seven. also that was also the Nuggets' first time kind of being in that high position in the postseason. Yeah, um, Jamal Murray was still kind of figuring stuff. He was awesome in the postseason, but that was his first time kind of there. Michael Porter Jr. still waiting to make his debut. Jokic didn't play that great later. I mean, he just looked out of gas. He looked yeah. out of shape. He looked, you know, whatever. So that'll get better. They re-signed Millsap, who helps. Um, just, they, they got Jeremy Grant from I, OKC. I, I don't know if the Nuggets are as good as people say they are. And, I mean, are the Jazz that much better with Conley? You know, I got to say, on that team? when they got Conley, I was, under the, I was like, dude, Jazz are going to be awesome next year. But the yeah. more I think about it... They I don't, defend like crazy. Obviously, it's the best defensive team in basketball. You can't argue yeah. that. But it's like, who scores oh, on dude, that team? They did add uh, Bogdanovich. <laughs> okay, from I, I do like my... From, he was at Sacramento for a while. Uh, that Bogdanovich. Yeah, uh, there, there's in, two Bogdanoviches. The guy from Indiana. So not the shooter. This is a shooter. He's really good. Dude, I think his numbers were like sick last year. There's a Bobin Bogdanovich and a Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. <laughs> and the one in Sacramento, I think, is better than the one in Indiana, but I could be wrong about that. I can't even. Google doesn't even know what I'm talking about because I can't spell it right. Too many but, Bogdanoviches. But um, I do think the Jazz also are a better. Bobin Marovjuanovich, <laughs> who was in the John Wick movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the Jazz are better. Um, I actually think that they will be. They will be a team in the postseason that doesn't beat one of the top teams, but will like just bloody them up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like I think if Houston plays Jazz in the first round, Houston's yeah. going to be hobbled. So, I mean, the obvious question to like who scores would be Mitchell, right? But mm-hmm. it's like, didn't Mitchell just kind of fade offensively last year? He got like, better. Did, he? but because he used to like, there was a time where people were thinking Donovan Mitchell is going to be like Michael the, Jordan. Yeah. This. And, never-ending all-star he's gonna be the future yeah. he's like he's gonna be like like him and Devin Booker were part of like this massive youth movement or mm-hmm. whatever and it's like I just feel like Mitchell just faded last year yeah but, he's uh, still he's still good just sophomore slump thing I think okay so um, I mean, maybe if Mitchell if Mitchell is lives up to what that hype was on him mm-hmm. maybe I guess maybe the Jazz are, are in the conversation but 
Um, okay, really quick. Yeah. Let's do like two more minutes. Give me your final eight in the West and the East. It's <laughs> the East will be hilarious. It's everyone's. It's everyone's final eight in the West, right? Yeah. It's. I mean, it, I mean, the Clippers are going to be there. Um, you know, I. Th- I it's so wide open, I can't give you the order. I just don't know the order. There's only two teams that finished in the top eight last year that I don't think will make it. So let's do this. Who, so Who? Who? OKC. Oh, yeah. No chance. And then the Spurs. Do you see the Spurs making the postseason A lot again? of people do. And I don't get... I mean, I mean it's possible. Murray, DeJounte Murray's good, but he's not that good. And he just took a whole year off. Okay. So let's say both those teams are out. Yeah. So that leaves two spots. So out of... Well, I guess Lakers. Lakers have to be one, right? Or one of the teams in the mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So then, what's that other team? Is it Sacramento? Is it Sacramento? Everyone thinks. So here's Minnesota. Everyone thinks Sacramento is going to make the jump because they've got this youth movement. But I thought Collie Stein was a like a big part of their movement, and Collie Stein's a warrior now. That's another thing we didn't talk about. The Warriors, I think, are better with Collie Stein. Yeah. Because last year they were so bad in the post. Yeah. I mean, they were desperate for. Like Demarcus to be better than he was, and Demarcus just wasn't good enough. Like he just wasn't good. Who's the other team to make the jump in there? It, it, so if it's not Sacramento, it's not going to be Memphis. It's not going to be Phoenix. Dal- New- Dallas with uh, uh, Porzingis, Porzingis and Luca. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah. They got a great coach. I don't know, man. Dude, da- I mean Dallas has got to be in the mix. I mean, I've seen a lot of lists that have the Spurs in the final eight and Sacramento out. So that's that's got to be on Popovich if that's the case, right? I guess. Sacramento's I mean, the Spurs, got the, yeah. the Spurs are perpetually the team that you're like, uh, dude, they're done this year. And then they and make then, it, yeah. yeah. so I don't know. But yeah, Popovich could work some magic. Lamarcus mm-hmm. might hang around. And like they said, DeJounte Murray was supposed to be really good until he tore his ACL. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, yeah, so, Any, I mean, I just think it's the same. My, my West is the same as everybody's West, at, like, uh, up to, like, six or seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the Warriors are going to make some noise. I believe, If they're healthy, I should mm-hmm. say. If the Warriors are healthy and, K- and Clay comes back in shape and Steph's body holds up, I literally think the Warriors are in the mix at the end of the season. I think they're tough out. I agree. T- I, I, to- out. I totally agree. I think they're a tough out. The Warriors, no one wants to play the Warriors no, in the first round. No. No, if the Warriors have Clay back, ready to fire, and mm-hmm. Steph's body's good, the Warriors are a tough out. Yep. Period. Um, and then, yeah, the East, it's like, gosh, I mean, Milwaukee and Philly. I think Boston's going to be good. Boston Pe- will be good. People say Indiana is taking steps forward. Yeah, dude. People are saying Indiana is taking steps forward. I mean, after that. The East is bad. Yeah. Now, dude, what's Atlanta doing? Atlanta's like stockpiling 20 year olds. Have you seen her roster? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They are young. It's like they're literally like we want we want to have like 10, 20 year olds on this mm. team and just see what happens. And New York is trying to grab up every power forward they can. <laughs> New York is a mess. Brooklyn is what you think? Brooklyn's two years away from being really good, or do you think Kyrie is? I mean, as though, cancerous as he always is. I. I think Brooklyn will be about where they were last year. You know, there might be a little more buzz just because of who they got this offseason. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. All right, that's all the time we have. I gotta get back to work. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we have. it was a real fun time. Whoop dee scoop, scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. 
Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop. <laughs>